0: Hey guys, it's John with a CNT update for Tuesday, the seventeenth of November. I'm here with my buddy Kristen Dare that runs the Santee Chamber of Commerce. Hey guys, that's quite an intro. You're <laughs> <There>. welcome. <laughs> awesome. So, Kristen, um, what have you got on our agenda today?
1: We're going to talk about a couple of things with everyone. We're talking about a local business shout out, uh, some community events that we have going on, and then we're going to touch base on our local government, kind of what's going on there since we're post election.
0: Post election. Mm-hmm, Be mm-hmm. Careful when you say that one.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if this election lasts longer than four hours, please consult your doctor. Anyway, so our business shout out is uh, for a place we both go to uh, quite often.
1: On the regular for me, yeah. And you. I actually run into <laughs> you there more on accident than on purpose <laughs> these days. But uh, yeah, it's the Coffee Corner. Everybody knows and loves the Coffee Corner. Exactly. Hope.
0: So, <laughs> Dwayne and Susie have uh, two of these coffee corners in santee
1: they do so for those who aren't familiar there are two locations in santee Uh, we've got one over here right across the street from where we're recording actually on town center parkway in the home depot slash choose fitness shopping center so they're located at 235 town center parkway that one is what I like to refer to as Susie's Shop, and then her husband, Dwayne, typically manages their first OG location over there on Carlton Hills at 9608, to be exact, Carlton Hills in the Pathways Shopping Center.
0: Right there on Mast in Carlton Hills, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, they've got the drive through and a little bit shorter hours. They're kind of more for the morning people, and... Closer to our homes, personally, but I think I end up more over at the Town Center Parkway one with their extended hours.
0: There you go. Okay, what else you got there on that list about uh, the coffee corner? When you go there, what do you get?
1: Oh, Let's see. Um, I'm pretty much an iced coffee gal, so I rarely get things hot, but um, I do like all their, you used to call them foo-foo coffees. I like all their foo coffees. I like all their lattes and all their... Uh, different iced coffees that I get there. I would say what's a favorite of mine though is probably their pumpkin spice latte because they do it all year long whereas other places less well known (laughs) uh, only offer it seasonally. So I like that every now and then I think in July if I'm feeling in the mood for a little pumpkin spice I can get it there. So they give me my fix. What about you? Uh,
0: I go straight up um, either the corner grog coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a drip coffee. Yeah. Uh, and usually I get the BAC cup. Um, and then I get um, sometimes your Kona. Uh,
1: what's the BAC cup? Because I think that's an unofficial off the menu term.
0: Oh, I just, that's a large, it's a big ass coffee.
1: Oh, are we allowed to say that? Um, sure. Okay, cool. Big ass coffee. Sick.
0: <laughs> sometimes you just need 20 ounces of coffee.
1: Yeah, well, I, I do love the coffee corner Um, for me. Obviously, we're talking about Susie and Dwayne. It's a couple here in Santee. They've really made this a family-owned business. All three of their children either currently work there or have worked for them at some point or another. So, you know, it's a true family business. Uh, I love going in there and, well, running into John Olson or other friends that I know from around town or just kind of using it. As my second office, I, I, I end up doing and I think you do too, but I, I end up doing a lot of business meetings there. you know people want to get out and about and go do something and um, that's a little bit fewer and further between now with coronavirus, but uh, I still really enjoy grabbing a cup of coffee and meeting over you know some, some good brew and some good aroma and good company and I love their staff there so makes it easy to just fit in.
0: I like that it's in the, in the center of town. It's mm-hmm. easy for people to find. I always say the Coffee Corner by Home Depot. Yeah. is how I uh, call it out. And uh, most of the time I'm meeting people there in the morning, um, acai bowls.
1: Oh, my gosh. So
0: I get them with peanut butter and the coconut.
1: I do mine with peanut butter, no coconut, but they are pretty darn incredible. It's, it's hard because over the years they've evolved from, you know, small bowls to, like, the giant, ridiculous-sized bowls and... It takes a lot of self-control not to just get the BAC order of that <laughs> exactly. each time. Yeah, they're delicious. So yeah, Coffee Corner is my jam. I think it's yours too. Um, like I said, I, I I love going there. I love being in, in town and supporting a local family-owned business. And for me, it's it's just kind of like I said, it's been my office away from an office. And now I don't have an office because we're working virtually. So um, it's really that much more of an escape for me more than ever. Cool.
0: Yeah. All right. So uh, shout out to uh, Susie and Dwayne and all the folks at the Coffee Corner. Yeah. Okay. What else we got? What do you got going on in the community these days?
1: Well, I just heard something yesterday, and I think you got wind of this also, which I thought was kind of a cool concept, and I don't have all the details yet. So we're going to do a little teaser on this, but there is a vacant lot on Prospect Avenue Um think the crossroad is called siesta road and i know it might not be as familiar as a part but it's more on uh i'd say kind of closer to magnolia avenue and this lot is now going to be used for a food court so to speak for food trucks to come in uh just during the lunch hours i think a couple of days a week and you know like an 11 a.m to maybe 2 p.m deal and four trucks at a time and Just enough to kind of service that area because you know how heavily populated it is with uh, businesses right there. Right. right?
0: Tons of businesses in that little tiny spot. And if you have a half hour, uh, the only place to eat is Jack in a Box or the Estrada's on that side of town or the Chicago
1: pizza. Pizza. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, So I think the city of Santee is responsible for this. They're they're trying to get, uh, you know. I think a a little bit more of a home for some of these food trucks too. We've seen a little bit more of that rolling around town lately, if you've noticed, Mm -hmm. uh, lots of Facebook presence about, you know, where certain food trucks are going to be and when, and they're having a hard time finding a permanent place. So even though this doesn't seem permanent, it does seem like something more regular that they can count on and maybe the businesses and the folks in the area can kind of get used to that. And I think it's kind of neat personally.
0: Well, I hate to be uh, all Corona all the time, but uh, I think that's um, put a big dent or uh, damper on uh, going out to eat. It's harder to find a place. Uh, You have to wait longer because only 25% of the people are allowed in and all that kind of stuff. So uh, hopefully it will fill a need. Yeah. um, And um, help some small businesses get started and uh, continue to help uh, the Santee uh, culinary scene.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's kind of a cool idea, honestly. It's it's. Like you said, it's a, it's a little uh, different right now. There's there's no doubt about it. So not being able to go around town and have the time and energy to, you know, support your favorite restaurant as often or in the same capacity at least. Maybe this, like you said, will we'll launch a couple of other people and give them some stability because I can't imagine that all the guys who are operating the food trucks aren't going through the same thing that the restaurant owners are going through. Everyone's, you know got their own struggle. So I think it's kind of a neat, innovative thing. Honestly, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Well, they're getting creative.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You kind of have to right now to survive. So
0: exactly. Uh, so we're also going to talk about some local government stuff. Uh, there's an election a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah, I don't know if anybody's I, heard, I heard there, that yeah, there's
0: <laughs> been an election going on. In
1: yeah, it's
0: been uh, two weeks. Gosh. Or has it been a week? It's been two weeks.
1: It feels like forever, just like everything else right now. So, yeah, for me, I'm really feeling like it's a little bit of the Groundhog's Day effect, right? Every day you're waking up and it feels like it's the same thing. But at least with the county of San Diego, I've noticed they still haven't uh, calculated all the votes that have been cast, right?
0: Yes. So as uh, as of today, the last time that they um, – posted the votes was on Monday, the 16th, at 5 p.m., and they're only releasing a few at a time. I can't imagine that they're not done with the count. and For some reason, they're releasing just 4,000 a day, 2,000 a day, mm-hmm. and so that's really messing us up uh, when we're trying to um, see who our local representatives are going to be. Uh, currently, it looks like um, like mayor, mayor Minto is going to retain his mayorship and continue to be the mayor. He's up by over 900 votes, and that seems to have been pretty consistent throughout the whole thing. Uh, Laura Co- uh, Koval, she um, got 100% of the vote because nobody ran against her in District 3. And uh, it looks like uh, District 4 that was vacated by Councilman Houlihan when he um, was running for mayor is uh, it's an open seat. And we have Dustin Trotter currently is leading by five votes over Sam Hurst.
1: Five votes. Can you believe that?
0: It's nuts. At one time last week, they were tied.
1: Dead tied. Yeah, I saw that too. It's been, that that one for me has been the race to really watch, uh, locally at least. Um, you know, like I said, it's two folks running for a district who have never served on council before, so we're not talking about incumbents here. Um, s- some new faces, you know, I, I and some we've seen run before, you know, Dustin Trotter, I know, ran years back when was it two years ago
0: four years ago four years ago
1: i thought it was at the special election time or whatever you call it
0: no that was uh 2016
1: that was many moons ago so um yeah it's been interesting to see how split down the middle this district really is and that's actually your district and my district right
0: uh yeah yeah Yeah,
1: i'm a d4 voter exactly cool so, yeah, I've been, I've been watching that one pretty closely, too. Excited to see how it turns out. Um, my understanding is that the county is required to produce results by this upcoming Friday, the 20th.
0: Oh, so we'll, we'll know tomorrow or the next day
1: yeah so you know right now like you said there's the 10,000 left as of right now and that 10,000
0: is for the whole entire county
1: whole county right so that's about 83 i think a little bit of more than 83 percent of the votes tallied up at this point so gotcha so yeah i mean like i said it's it's odd i would say to be this far post-election and and not have confirmed results
0: In a small town uh, election like ours, you know, I can see maybe, you know, I don't believe that anybody's going to uh, file suit or anything on a local election like this. But, um, yeah, it's definitely uh, interesting. It's a horse race.
1: Definitely is. And, you know, we saw a couple of other local races. I paid a little bit of attention, of course, and I know you did too, but I watched there were two seats open this term for – the Santee School District Board of Education, mm-hmm. right? So I saw that the two incumbents remained in their seats for those. And then Padre Dam had, I believe it was Division Two in town, mm-hmm. yep. had a seat open as well. And we had three folks running.
0: Right. So we had the incumbent, Augie Scalzetti, mm-hmm. and he's currently in second place. Uh, Suzanne Till is at 47%. Looks like that's going to be kind of tough to catch up.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that one looks like it's pretty much called also. Um, but, again, a, a new face for representing Santee in our area. So I'm excited to get some some new leadership on board. It sounds like a fun and exciting time to come into a political <laughs> career.
0: Yeah, speaking of fun and exciting times, uh, we had Measure N, which was put on the ballot by uh, Signature Drive a couple years back. It looks like that one is um, probably going to pass. That's around um, 900 vote. It's got a 900 vote lead. So that's more than likely going to happen. And that's the one where, um, uh, how do we say this uh, concisely, that uh, anytime there's a change to the general plan that was uh, originally put together um, in the 80s and it's updated um, often, um, anytime there's a major change to the general plan, it needs to go to a vote of the people. So... Uh, That'll be interesting to see how that affects our local economy, because instead of going to the city and seeing what the city deems necessary to change somebody's zoning, uh, it'll have to go to the vote of the people, and somebody's got to pay for that. It's probably going to be the people that are putting the um, motion forward, and uh, it might uh, reduce the number of creative opportunities as the economies change and people stop shopping locally and spend more time online. Um, You know, we have quite a few shopping centers that maybe they're zoned general commercial and maybe a a mixed-use property might be a good one, a good use for that, but you can't just make it happen in a short period of time, like six months. That's short for government. It's going to have to uh, go through that vetting process and then go through an election and then go through getting um, taken care of. So um, hopefully it doesn't uh, cause us to... uh, stagnate as a local economy and have uh, a lot of creative businesses leave and um but we'll see what happens
1: to also, be determined exactly. yeah i'm i, I think again uh, there was a lot of uh controversy quite honestly regarding that one so um i i am always interested to see how they how it all turns out but i'm i get more interested honestly talking to people you know prior to voting and and seeing how much they really understand i know I know it's a difficult thing. Sometimes you see these things on a ballot and they're worded certain ways and the mailers you get are worded certain ways as well. So I definitely stand on one side of the fence and um, I, you know, I do my best to educate my family and friends and then let them make the decisions that make the most sense for them. So
0: that's how it works. Yeah. So um, we also had uh, term limits, two term limit uh, measures that were on the ballot. Uh, And the uh, measure that gets the most votes will be the one that sticks. So there was a a community initiative, another signature drive for Measure Q. And that one came in at 19,239 votes. And then uh, Measure R was put forward by the city of Santee, I believe. And that um, has uh, about 1,000 votes more. So it's uh, 20,208 votes for that one. So it looks like we're going to have term limits our city council and our mayor and that's going to be three terms for council and two for mayor as opposed to uh, three term limits lifetime
1: right so basically best man wins on that one so i think next week we'll probably we have to say best person wins. oh best person i'm calling the votes men cause they annoy me <laughs> all right well i th- i think uh, next week we'll be able to give some pretty updated results on on some of this stuff because like i said some of these things are still pending right now but a couple of things look like they're the writing's on the wall so we'll see how it all shakes out come next week
0: and so there's a city council meeting tomorrow yes and that one's virtual yes sir. Yeah, just go to the chamber website santeechamber.com and is there a link on there, or just should they go It'll to the city? It'll be on
1: the event calendar. On the event calendar? Uh, yeah, you can always go to the city website if you want to look at uh, maybe more in-depth stuff in terms of the agenda that's that's on, on deck.
0: And the minutes from the previous meetings and all that stuff? Yep. Okay. And then the next meeting for the council, though, there's only one in December.
1: One in December only, and this is where they will do the swearing in, so it's kind of a big deal.
0: And that's the, is that a live meeting again? Are they going to allow people in, or are they going to do it? in the council chambers with recording.
1: You know what? We'll have to find out. I guess people will have to tune in next week to know.
0: Awesome. Okay, Kristen, you got anything Anything else to uh, to add to this uh, wonderful 17 minutes of stimulating conversation?
1: Oh, thanks so much for anybody who's out there listening. And if you guys have any ideas, tips, or insight for Santee, throw it our way, and maybe you'll get on our discussion board.
0: Awesome. Thanks, guys. See you at the next one.